Hey, welcome back, everyone, to a very special episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with our three uh, extraordinary guests. But first, we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, We Coach, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. You've heard me say many times, these are four great organizations. You really need to add them to your network. And now, please don't hit that fast-forward button. Spend the next three minutes. Take a listen to our sponsorship messages. These are all companies that I used as a coach or as an athletic director. You should be using them, too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is actually an interactive touchscreen video console that allows you to share your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. It's also a great way to display your school records for all your sports or your school's Hall of Fame. To find out more information, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Mention that you heard about it on the podcast. They'll give you a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com, bringing your school's legacy to life. We also want to thank Home Campus, the exclusive high school and state association management platform for the podcast. Home Campus is also your one-stop platform for scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, state association connections, and so much more. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just fantastic. And the Home Campus staff was great to work with, too. For more information, go to homecampus.com. It's that easy homecampus.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that allowed them to coach our kids at the highest level. Go to huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Gipper is the exclusive social media graphics solution for the Educational AD Podcast. And if you go to Gipper.com, they're going to help you create world-class sports graphics in seconds for your school. Celebrate your athletes, promote your team, it's used by over 3,000 athletic programs, and you're going to become a professional graphic designer in no time at all. It's so easy. Even I can use it. That's Gipper.com. Mention the podcast. You'll get a discount from them as well. Go to Gipper.com for more information. We also want to say thanks to all the people at Snap Mobile. Go to SnapRaise.com. That's SnapRaise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraiser, you need to look no more. SnapRaise is your fundraiser. But there's also SnapSpend, SnapConnect, SnapStore, SnapManage. Check out the entire suite at SnapRaise.com. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their score tables and their scoreboards in action. It's probably one of the best purchases I ever made as an athletic director. Their products not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. 
We want to say thanks to District 1. Go to district1.com. That's W-O-N. And you're going to feel like you've won because District 1 offers you custom uniforms. You can get them in 20 business days or less. And here's the best part. You'd never have to order a full set again when you're only trying to replace one or two pieces. That's district1.com. Click on the team gear button and get your free quote. District1WON.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online for all your events, not just athletic events. And the best part, every step of the way, you are going to have a dedicated client success manager providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com to get started. Simple and easy online ticketing. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey for your athletic department. It's going to let you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athletic directors typically only hear back from the complainers and the gripers, uh, but that's only about 2% of your population. Athletic surveys will connect you with that 2%, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking to a frustrated parent or maybe your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com to get started. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a uh, very special show today. Uh, we were going to call it Three Wise Men, but now uh, I guess we'll have to just call it uh, Two Wise Men, plus me. Um, we are visiting today with uh, two past presidents from the FIAAA and also two uh, athletic directors, two leaders that were really instrumental in my growth uh, as an athletic director uh, in our state organization and really with the NIAAA. Uh, our guest today, um, Russell Wombles. Russell's a certified master athletic administrator. He's currently the athletic director at Olympia High School, which is here in Florida. Uh, we're also joined by Jody Phillips. Uh, Jody's a, a certified athletic administrator, longtime uh, school AD here in Florida, and uh, most recently he was the county AD for Marion County here in Florida. Uh, and uh, I'm going to let them, you know, speak here in just a second. But as uh, someone who came to the FIAAA and the NIAAA late in my career, uh, they actually taught, along with another AD who couldn't be with us today, uh, the first LTI course that I took at our state conference. And the the course was fantastic, but the two of them were just so encouraging to me uh, as a newcomer to the organization. Uh, and really, I can't emphasize that enough, just so encouraging to get involved, to, you know, get on committees, to eventually, you know, serve as, as president, uh, that I wanted to, number one, acknowledge them. And number two, because they are wise men, give them an opportunity to share some of their wisdom with our listeners. So, uh, Russ Wombles, uh, welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. You were one of our very first guests. Thank you very much for having me. And couldn't couldn't uh, be a better experience than to be with my old buddy Joey Phillips. 
<laughs> and uh, Jody Phillips, so this is your first time on the podcast, uh, but uh, uh, again, appreciate you sharing time with us uh, with one of your longtime friends, Russell, too. Certainly, and uh, very glad to be here, Jake. Um, and, uh, you know, you said a lot of kind things, and it's really touche in the sense that you look, you, you added a lot to us as well. And I know Russell will echo that, uh, you know, and, and ever since we met you and if that LTI class was the first time, man, I, I tell you, uh, a lot of good times that we shared, um, you know, with you and, and you were always an integral part of, of all of it. And, uh, you know, Russell and I do go back and, and, well, certainly, I'm sure we'll get into that, but uh, thank you for having me. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, for our listeners, uh, again, Russell was a guest uh, in our very first season, really helped us grow the podcast. Uh, you know, we were both still on the FIAAA board at the time. Um, and he's had a very, um, I would say, impactful career in a number of ways uh, in our profession. So, Russell, I, I know we only got a few minutes, but uh, Share with our listeners, if you will, you know, kind of your journey in Florida as an athletic administrator, both school-wise and FIAAA and IAAA. Yeah, um, it, it would take more than a few minutes to explore my journey, but uh, the short version is simply this. Uh, in 87, when I graduated college, I coached college baseball for a while in, in Arkansas, and then I took a job there as a uh, coach in was an athletic director at the age of 23 at a very tiny rural school simply because we only had two coaches and uh, we were both idiots. I just happened to be the lesser of the two idiots. So uh, I got to make 2000 extra dollars a year and then uh, moved on from there. Eventually uh, to North Georgia, I was in North Georgia for four years, just South of Chattanooga, then made my way back to Florida. I'm originally from Florida and made my way back to Florida um, after four years there and was at Tavares High School, your new hometown. I was there for 10 years. The last seven as the athletic director. Went to my alma mater in 2005, Apopka High School. Was there for uh, a long time. And then uh, left there and went to Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando, where I was at for six years. Went back to Apopka for two years. Uh, got out of it for about three or four years uh, and was uh, – doing coaching education for uh, human kinetics and uh, decided to go back into it this year. So I've only been here at Olympia high school for one year and I'm having a blast working with great, uh, great principal, great coaches, great uh, community. You know, um, for people who are not familiar with those high schools in Florida, you know, Apopka high school, Dr. Phillips, and now certainly Olympia, you had some good teams this year. Um, I mean, very uh, successful uh, in terms of, you know, wins and losses and championships and things like that. What are some of the things at those stops that you've seen maybe as a common factor that helps lead to those trophies, if you will? You know, we don't go into it to, you know, win a state championship. I think it's a byproduct of doing a lot of things right. Uh, any common ground from those three stops that you've mentioned? I would say uh, I would say common ground would be just it's just places that think excellence, you know, and uh, it's a culture. Um, 
and um, you know, and you know, they obviously don't need tremendous leadership to achieve. That's obvious, but uh, you know, that's the big thing is just having a culture of, we want to be an excellent in all that we do. And that's what we preach to our coaches and our kids and our community and, and um, you know, strong, uh, strong uh, feeder systems and uh, just just the idea that that we want to put you know we before me and you know having a, a good group of coaches one one thing I've always done at, at places I'm not really big into firing coaches and things like that but I've had to make coaching changes over the years and it's usually had nothing at all to do with wins or losses right it's strictly because they're not on board with the we mentality and uh, I kind of expect our coaches to support each other and and everyone to want to be something be a part of something bigger than themselves and when we don't have that mentality it's time to move on and find a different person who's uh, ready to buy in and and work for the for the good uh for the group rather than the me yeah absolutely and it's not like those schools were just um you know, one trick ponies, you know, they had a, a, a outstanding, you know, whatever football or basketball team, all the teams were successful and, and are successful. Jody, let's go and uh, uh, share a little bit about your background. Uh, you know, Russell mentioned he had the opportunity to come back and, and be the AD at the uh, high school where he went. And uh, I know mm-hmm. that's part of your life. So share a little bit with our listeners, your career path um, here in Florida. Uh it- Somewhat similar. I, I never was out of state, so that's that. That is the one I think big difference between Russell and I. But uh, I spent my whole career in education, um, which ended up being uh, 26 years of my life in coaching, teaching, and then athletic administration. Uh, and visited, uh, went through. Let's see, uh, Vanguard High School, um, Dunellen High School. Bellevue High School. Uh, I took a little bit of time off like Russell did and then went back to Bellevue High School. And ultimately, when I went back, uh, I told the principal there at that time, who was Jim Yancey, uh, who became our superintendent not long after. And I told him, I said, look, I would never leave you again, except um, if I could go back to my alma mater, which was Forest High School at the time. And lo and behold, Uh, About two months after he hired me back at Bellevue, uh, my former high school coach um, became the head football coach at Forest and uh, came and and made a phone call. Uh, Happens to be that his brother was Jim Yancey, who I so called and asked if he could talk to me. And and so I only lasted back at Bellevue about two months and then went back to Forest. And uh, anyway, and then I you know, ended my school career there. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, I ended my education career at the county office uh, as our county AD here for about seven years um, of my time to to end the career. And it was wonderful. And just, I I, I was so blessed, Jake, Um, you know, and we'll talk about FIAAA and that's a huge part of my career's administration side. Um, But here in Marion County, I was just blessed with great principals really really great principles uh i i am i was spoiled honestly uh i never ever 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 in my career i can tell you i never had a principal that did not love athletics so it's hard for me to speak uh 
you know, <laughs> from a different perspective because the support from my principal was always outstanding. Um, and just that was one of the probably the thing that I look back at on my career the most times in education and think, golly, I never, ever had a bad principal. Uh, so I'm spoiled in that in that facet. No, and that's something that I think a lot of young ADs don't appreciate and sometimes don't understand is that, you know, you might have all the excitement, all the enthusiasm uh, mm -hmm. in the world, but if you're not getting that support from whether it's a principal or a head of school at a private school, like, you know, I spent right. most of my career at a private school, it, it's going to be extremely frustrating. So uh, I can look back at my career and, and I can pick out one principal where it just... <laughs> It wasn't going to happen. Uh, right. And if I hadn't decided to leave at the end of the year, um, they would have asked me to leave. It, it just wasn't a good fit. But most of my career, particularly at my last stop at McClay up in Tallahassee, I had the best boss. They understood the value that athletics brings to the educational experience. It wasn't mm -hmm. like a jockocracy, uh, but they appreciated what athletics provided. Russ? Certainly. Certainly. Russell, God. I see you raising your hand there. I was just raising my hand and said, uh, I'm, I'm mostly like Jody. Uh, but when you said that, you know, every now and then there's that one person, you know, and, and, uh, so, you know, I, I didn't encounter much of that, but there's some times, you know, I tell people all the time, it, it's about having a good fit. It's gotta be a good fit, you know, and, uh, I would not be interested in working for a principal that was not 100% supportive of athletics who gave me the uh, authority to, to run the program. Uh, you know, I wasn't like that when I was younger, I didn't want micromanagers and, uh, and uh, I didn't want to have to battle with people. And, and fortunately I, that, that was rare. I can't say never, that would be dishonest, but it, it was rare. Almost everyone I ever had was fantastic. And if you're an athletic director, your job's only as good as your relationship with your principal. It's that simple. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And one of the job one or one a for an athletic directors, you know, keep problems off your principal's desk, you know, make sure you're running your program so that they don't have to call you up. But uh, for our listeners, uh, we've got two great guests today, uh, Russell Wombles and Jody Phillips, both past presidents of the FIAAA here in Florida, uh, longtime athletic directors, Russell still an AD. Uh, in our state. We're going to take a first break, uh, but we're going to be back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support of the podcast. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is actually an interactive touchscreen video console that allows you to share your school's outstanding moments, both past and present, for athletics, academics, and the arts, also gives you a chance to share your school's diverse history and your top role models. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products, and when you're ready to buy, mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Home Campus. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association information management platform for the podcast. It's also your one-stop platform for scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, and a lot more. As a high school athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just great. And the Home Campus staff was great, too. 
For more information on how you can become part of the Home Campus team, go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. You're going to love it. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when we became when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided them that allowed them to coach our teams and our athletes at their highest level. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guests today are Jody Phillips and Russell Wombles, two longtime athletic directors here in Florida. Jody, let's go ahead and start this next segment with you. One of the things that we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you did as a school-based AD or even as a county AD that looking back, you're still particularly proud of that, you know, you would consider best practices to share with our listeners? Um, well, first, let me say this <laughs> and, and I'll let Russell can chime in on the jokes about what I'm going to say later on, but uh, really and truly, I don't deserve any credit for anything that we did because generally speaking, uh, as I believe any good athletic director probably stole every idea some way, shape or form that they've got. So um, I, I can promise you half of what I did a lot of times with stuff that I learned from Russell or, you know, Andy Childs or Lannis Robinson or yourself or whomever. I mean, you just can name the names and, uh, you know, and that's the role that FIAAA and NIAAA played you know, cause you could go listen to these folks that were a whole lot smarter and, and, and had more money and uh, more experience than me. And so certainly you jump on those coattails. And, and so I go back to this, with that said, I go back to this, when I took over, uh, Dave Horner preceded me as the AD at, at uh, Forrest, who was also a friend of Russell's. Um, Russell knows well, served on the uh, FHSA board with him, but anyway, coach Horner was, uh, one of my football coaches growing up, great man, uh, tremendous leader. And uh, he always did a, did, did a very good job of, you know, focusing on sportsmanship, but um, we kind of jumped into two things that I felt like were important. And Russell, I'm sure could allude to this as well, but being at Apopka, um, one of the things in Florida is community schools are kind of a lost thing now. So, uh, you know, in community, meaning, you know, that community that surrounds that school and supports it and shows up on Friday nights, not just for football games, but for basketball games and softball games and volleyball games and all of the above. So, you know, we wanted to drive something that the community could be proud of. And so we wrapped our arms around two things. One was how can we be focused in and produce uh, a quality product on the field with every sport that we offer at our school, JV, varsity, or otherwise, and everybody have buy-in from the, the community folks, parents, it doesn't matter, officials, everyone. So we developed 
through that, um, we had uh, like a core board of people and it was quite large, about 30 people um, that, you know, maybe even more that we put together um, to deal with all of that that I just mentioned. And, you know, the core parts of it, again, were community involvement and sportsmanship and raising the level and, and, and the buy-in of both wasn't a decision-making body. It's not anything. We're not setting the world on fire, but you know, so how do we get there? And I'm proud to say that through the students and the community uh, and, um, and, and again, I'm going to mention Andy because I did, Andy came and spoke for me. I think Russell got mad at me because I didn't invite him, but Andy was the state had a state champion sportsmanship program uh i can't remember where he was at the time which school but he won is that he won that fhsa award and i said we, i want us to do this it, it's important and um anyway and we we were able to do that twice uh through the results of the efforts that these people from the community and our students and coaches bought into and uh it, it uh it took us a couple of years to get there but they gained momentum they learned the important parts of it. Uh, you know, we learned how to control our, ourselves on and off the field. And anyway, I, I think that was one of the biggest things that, that we were able to do because I thought we were kind of losing touch with the community to a certain extent. And uh, I, I, I value that. And, and I think all athletic directors should in some way, even when um, in some of these metro areas and such, that's a tough ask. Uh, and I've never I've never been asked to do that. So I don't have experience with it. But I can promise you, you get out there and somehow develop a sense of community amongst your school, not just with the student athletes, but the whole entire community. Uh, you'll see some great results. And, you know, so I, I I would tip our cap and to that and those folks that were involved in that process with us. Yeah, and it's one of the bigger challenges, uh, I think, for athletic directors, because uh, 100 years ago, you know, when I was in high school, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Um, number one, it was more community focused, and you didn't have as many sports at the schools that we all offer Correct. now. And Correct. so you had a lot of the students that were fans back in the day. Now they're on their own teams, which is great. You want that. Uh, but it's, it's a challenge. So looking for unique ways to uh, to get the community involved, that's great. And here here's how this thing goes full circle. Um, as you were sharing that, uh, I was thinking back to that first LTI course that you and Russell and, and Kevin taught. And you had some clippings from your high school. Um, I took that idea in true AD fashion back to my school, Palmer Trinity at the time, two years later we won the state championship in sportsmanship for our class. And then we did it again at McClay up in Tallahassee. So uh, there's another example of, you know, in this case, it was you influencing me, but as you alluded to, you know, there's no original ideas. Everybody steals from each other, but uh, I know how hard it is to get that state championship. And as you know, it's the only award in Florida where besides the trophy, you get a cash. Um, that award. is right for that. Yes. And, and we share that with our coaches and our kids. Uh, so thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, Russell, um, best practices uh, from some of the schools that you've been at, again, whether you stole the idea uh, back from Jody or Andy or somebody else, you know, what are some things that you can share with our listeners that you found to be best practices? 
Well, I, I, I think Jody, uh, it seems like maybe he stole my notes or something. Because, uh, I mean, basically, you know, it's basically the same stuff. But I will have to say this. He said something about money a while ago and people that have more money than him. And I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know anybody has more money than Jody Phillips. <laughs> so I don't know who that is. Uh, but uh, and, and the only reason I got mad about you inviting Andy which, by the way, I really didn't get mad. But the only reason is because Andy's only won one state sportsmanship award. I've won two. My schools have won two. Yours has won two. Jake's won two. Why in the heck are you inviting him? It seems like we ought to get together and, you know, do our own little sportsmanship summit. Seems like we've got it figured out. But uh, but we do love Andy. So uh, we, we, will, uh, we won't talk bad about our friend Andy. Uh, but one of the things that um, – you know, some of the things that Jody's talked about, uh, I mean, just spot on, you know, the sportsmanship is important to me. It's always been important to me. And um, we are going to, again, wherever I'm at, whatever I'm a part of, we're going to try really hard to do things the right way. Our kids are going to act right. Our coaches are going to act right. And uh, if not, uh, they'll be held accountable. I mean, both, you know, both. Uh, it's uh, I've suspended kids myself without a coach's intervention. I've suspended coaches. Um, so um, and and it's always going to be because of something like that. It's going to be something that, you know, we have to go out and represent our school and our community. You know, years ago when I was at Tavares High School, I had a principal named Clyde Panaccia who absolutely loved, absolutely loved him. And one day we were talking about something. And I, he asked me, yeah, he said, what's your primary job? He was just messing with me, you know, acting like, you know, what do you do anyway? You know, just, you know, just screwing around. You can ask Donnie Tucker about him, Jody. But um, and I, I looked at him and I had to I had to come up with something really quick and really short. Because his attention span, as much as I loved him, wasn't quite, you know, there. He's like, I said, I said, Claude, I make you look good. That's my primary job. My primary job is to make you look good. Because, and if I'm doing that, the other stuff, that must, that must mean we're doing it well, you know, because if your phone's not ringing off the wall and, you know what I mean? And, and, and you're getting a lot of praise, then, then we're doing it right. So that's the only thing you need to worry about. And, and um, but yeah, community building community. And I mean, all the schools that I've been been at, you know, had a really good sense of community pride. Um, I mean, Apopka was unique because it's such an old school and an older community like Jody's talking about. Uh, you know, Dr. Phillips is newer. And when I say newer, it's probably 30 years old. You know, I think Dr. Olympia is 22 years old, I believe. So <clears throat> that seems like a long time, but, you know, when you grow up in a community like I did in Apopka where the school's a hundred plus years old, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit and those people bleed blue and, you know, uh, they're there every Friday night for a football game. It don't matter if they're playing kumquat tech, you know, or any of that stuff. And the support is always going to be there. So you take those good things and you just try to build it together and, you know, and I, I mean, I've become real big on the word culture over the years. I just think culture is is what it's all about. You got to have a good culture and, and, and it's got to be something in which you share. It can't be a, okay, I'm the athletic director. This is what I want our co culture to be. Yeah, I'm going to preach that daily and I'm going to try to live that daily, but it has to be shared, you know, 
people have to believe the same thing. So you got to get input and, you know, and it's all about involving, you know, stakeholders, you know, it's kind of irritating to me when, you know, coaches don't really want to have interaction with parents and listen, I get it. You know, we all have these rules. Okay. Well, we don't talk to parents 24 hours, you know, after a game, you know, we have all these different rules or we don't talk about playing time. We don't talk about strategy. And, you know, a lot of people have those rules. Those are all really good rules, but what, what I, I don't think, I don't think we can isolate the parents and act as if what they think doesn't matter. Uh, one thing I tell our coaches is simply this. You got to understand, you, you don't own this this team. You know, if you're the football coach, you don't own the football team. I mean, you, you don't. I mean, this belongs to the community. You're simply a caretaker for a period of time. And quite frankly, if you can't recognize that, then you're going to be the caretaker for a very short period of time, you know? And uh, I just think you got to have that mentality and uh, they're going to have football here long after that coach is gone. And, and, you know, it's like, I try to get people to think about, you know, what, what's your legacy going to be? What's your legacy going to be? When you, when you leave the school for whatever reason, what are you going to want people to say about, you know, what happened during that time period? I had a coach one time, he hated to deal with parents, a phenomenal coach and a very good person, loved him to death. And, uh, but he just hated to deal with parents and I don't have to basically force him to, right? Uh, usually because the principal said, that's it, you're meeting with them, right? And, uh, and the irony is uh, the few parent meetings I had that I set in on him or set in with him, with him and parents, the best I've ever seen in that environment. But he just couldn't stand the idea that, you know, people would question something, number one, right? And, and number two, uh, he, he had this anxiety about the meeting, about there's no way this is going to go good. We don't, you know, we're philosophically different. But he always went in and said the right thing. And every time a meeting ended with him, we were all on the same page. And, uh, and I would always say, you know, if – if you would just put that stuff out there, you know, in advance, uh, you probably wouldn't have to have any parent meetings. You know what I mean? But if they're sitting around going, this guy's so unapproachable, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So they have you pegged as being a bad guy and you're really not. So, um, you know, kind of doing that stuff. But but you've got to get stakeholders, all stakeholders involved in whatever it is you're going to do and make sure we're all on the same page. Um you know, I mean, you got one goal. I mean, we're in the kid business. That's basically what it is. And we should all have one goal. And that is to provide all of our student athletes the best opportunity to be successful on and off the field at their maximum capability, whatever that is. You know, I had a coach years ago that won several state championships in a row in a sport, right? And uh, over the course of time, those kids all graduated. And the next year, they won 20% of their games. Went from being a – I don't want to get too deep because I don't want to give away who it might be. But, you know, I felt like that year that they only won 20% of their games, I felt like that was the best coaching job he did. You know, because those kids – the kids that we had before, they should have won several state championships in a row. I mean, I could have coached them and uh, just rolled out the balls and get out of the way, and they would have won state championships, right? But the year that he won 20% of his games, 
he had to coach his tail off to win those 20% of the games. And I, t- I asked him at the end of the year, I said, well, well, what do you think? And I'd walk up to him after games, pat him on the back, say, great job. And he'd look at me after they got beat by 30 and he'd say, coach, you know, and I'm going, no, man, you're doing a great job. I'm walking through the gym during practice. It's unbelievable. Never seen him work so hard. And at the end of the year, when he won those very few games, I said to him, I think this might be the best coaching job you've ever done. And he says, you know what? I think you're right. So you have to keep things into perspective. I mean, you can go four and 21 in basketball, but guess what? If that's what you're capable of, our goal is to give them the opportunity to achieve at the highest level possible. And they, and they did that, you know? So, uh, you know, one other thing is uh, about the sportsmanship is, is one thing I focus on with the sportsmanship is how important it is for, for us to teach self-control because that's a lacking, uh, that's a lacking quality in our society right now. You know, I mean, with all the violence and stuff everywhere, you know, people get a little bit irritated. Next thing you know, somebody's pulling out a gun and you go, how did we get there? You know what I mean? You know, like we were kids, we just duked it out for 30 seconds. It was over with, you know, but, um, and I don't want to relate high school athletics to something that extreme, but I think it matters. You know, I mean, it's important for our coaches to exhibit self-control when dealing with officials or opponents or whatever. And they have to hold that. And I'm going to hold them accountable for that. That's my job. And then they have to hold kids accountable for the same thing, you know, resist the urge to say something or do something. You know what I mean? And, uh, so that's a lot of things I know, but uh, those are basically, you know, a lot of the same qualities that uh, Jody talked about. But but if you're going to summarize it, look up the word culture and try to build a culture involving all stakeholders that gives your kids the best opportunity to be successful. You know, that, that was all great, great stuff. Uh, I dare say a master class for uh, an athletic director. Um, and the part about, you know, parents meeting with parents, you know, I, I mention this all the time when I do a presentation, you know, I had an okay high school career, but never once, never once did my mom or dad ever even con- consider, think of going to the coach and say, Hey, you got a minute? Um, you know, they didn't need to, but, uh, it just didn't happen. And, you know, fast forward, whatever, 40, 50 years, that's not the way it is now. Parents are going to be involved. And as athletic directors, we need to help our coaches uh, do exactly what you talked about. You know, have those conversations, be intentional about it, you know, share up front. And then, as you said, you know, you're you're probably not going to have as many of those. Hey, you got a minute, coach? Because you guys know it's never a minute. Uh, uh, Conversations. Thanks so much for sharing that. Let's do this now. We're going to do it. Real quick, real quick, Jake. I did want to add one thing to that. Uh, the coach that didn't really like dealing with parents, he, um, one time he looked at me, I, I just got to share this because it kind of goes hand in hand with that. One time he looked at me when we were talking about having a parent meeting, he's going, Russell, you know what my dream job is? I said, uh, I said, what? He said, an orphanage. Yeah. So anyway, had to throw that one in there. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, we talk about that frequently. Uh, let's do this now, and we'll do it again at, at the end of the podcast. Um, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick the brain of a 
couple of master athletic administrators. Uh, Russell, we'll start with you. What's the best way that they can get a hold of you to find out more? Well, if they're wanting to pick the brains of some master athletic administrators, I've got a list of five or six. So uh, if they contact <laughs> me, I'll get that information out to them so they can talk to someone that has a clue. Uh, yeah, with me, it's easy. I mean, uh, I, I have a school email address, and that's the best way to reach me, russell.wombles at ocps.net. So R-U-S-S-E-L-L dot W-A-M-B-L-E-S at ocps.net. Okay. And Jody, uh, I know you're no longer an athletic director, but you still have a ton of wisdom for some listeners. What's the best way that they could get in touch with you? Uh, email would be as well. Uh, it's calcofarms at iCloud.com, C-A-L-C-O-F-A-R-M-S at iCloud.com. And Jody will give them the same list of names to contact. I I will. It, 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 either of us are going to provide the same list. Right. Right. But we're, we, we're, that's what we're good at is, is providing good direction and uh, directing them to folks, um, you know, like Jake Von Cheer that can actually exactly. help them. That can actually help them. I was going to, I was going to say Andy Childs is going to be at the top of all of our lists. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, for our listeners, uh, we're going to take a quick break, but we're coming back with some more. Uh, we'll have some serious stuff and maybe a couple humorous stories as well. Uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com. Their team is going to help you create professional quality sports graphics for your school in seconds. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Celebrate your athletes and promote your teams and join the 3,000 athletic programs, both high school and college, across the country that are using Gipper. Become a professional graphic designer. It's so simple. Talk with the Gipper team. You'll get access to thousands of sport graphic templates along with the instruction on how to do it. Once again, it's incredibly easy. Go to Gipper.com right now. Start creating custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thanks to all the people at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraiser, look no further. Snap Raise is fantastic. We used it at our school with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where they will give you your funding, before you actually start your fundraiser. Nobody else does that. Also, you should check out Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Spin, Snap Connect. Check out the entire suite, and you'll find it all at snapraise.com. And we want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Tables and Video Boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their tables and their boards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made as an AD was our Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Table. Their products not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. You'll find it all at sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guests today are Jody Phillips and Russell Wombles, two longtime athletic directors, both former FIAAA presidents, 
athletic administration legends here in Florida. Um, anybody that's been involved in the world of uh, athletics, particularly what we call educational athletics, um, is going to have encountered some humorous, some challenging, some memorable um, situations over their time. And Russell and Jody are certainly no exceptions. Um, many times these humorous or maybe you're crying first and laughing later situations uh, also yield um, a lesson learned. So we're going to try to learn some lessons here, uh, maybe by relating some humorous anecdotes. So uh, Russell, we're going to go and start with you. I know that's dangerous, but uh, um, what's a story that you can share from your days as an athletic administrator that, uh, uh, again, fits into this category? Anything come to mind? Uh, well, yeah, plenty. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, first of all, I, I want to say I'm, you know, extremely uh, humbled, humbled. That's, that's my word to... Uh, be able to do this podcast with the uh the well-known humble pig farmer from marion county uh who was uh, the only two-time past president in the history of the fi triple i'm not really sure how you get to be past president twice since you only get to be president once but well you know whatever <laughs> he's the only guy he's that big a deal but uh no i think about uh you know, I think in your your first book where we talked about stuff, I think one of my uh, best practices, I believe, was said to make sure you enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride, and have fun. You know, and uh, so, uh, you know, as long as I'm doing this, we're all going to try to have fun. There's going to be serious moments, but we're going to we're going to have fun. All those years we spent, I think I was on the FIAAA board like 22 years or something, which is crazy. Um, and it was a lot of work. There's a lot of work involved in that, but it, we also had a lot of fun. So we tried to balance that out. And there's a, we had a, you know, hey, we'd have the hospitality room at night, whether it be at the conference, at the board meetings and stuff. And there was a lot of, uh, a lot of humorous things that occurred and things that were said, and, uh, many of which I probably can't share on this podcast. But I tell you what, everybody walked out of the room um having built relationships and having stories that we could all share for years to come and uh you know and then when you, you think back at it and you go hey you remember the time there's a nothing better than that you know to hear you remember the time but uh one quick thing i want to say is uh since kevin's not here uh it makes it much easier to say you know when kevin uh was uh finished his presidential term that makes you the past president and so what happens is there's a football. There's a football that gets signed by all the presidents. Now, now you have to understand, uh, a lot of these people are no longer with us. They're deceased. So you, you can't replace that football. It's, it, it's irreplaceable. And so the first night at the banquet, uh, Kevin set the football down on his chair uh, so he could go up to the buffet. And I told Valerie Villares, now I wasn't going to do it. I'm more of an instigator than an action guy. You know what I mean? I'm the idea guy. We have, we have other people that do the work, right? So Val was pretty young at the time. And I said, Val, go get the football and go go put it in your room. So she did, which amazed me that she would just do that so willingly. She's like, and I said, it'll be funny. Kevin gets back to the uh, the uh, 
the chair, and you have to know Ron Balazs was the first executive director of the organization. He was the executive director. And Ron would always tell people when they pass that football around that don't lose that blankety blank, blank, blank football, or else you're going to get your blankety. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was very direct in his, in, uh, in the instructions. And so Kevin was panicking. So eventually about an hour later, Val went and got out of the trunk of her car and brought it back. So he couldn't freak out. Fast forward a few months, get a call from Kevin. Actually, Ron Belize got a call from Kevin. He said, uh, Ron, you'll never believe this. My football got stolen. And Ron's like, where was it at? It's in my office. It's, I had it setting up on the mantle, blah, blah, blah. Got got stolen. So Ron pulled a Ron on him and, you know, gave him, yeah, gave him uh, negative feedback about that. And uh, so Kevin, a couple of days later, I guess, said, I don't know how much time passes. Uh, he didn't know what he's going to do. He didn't want to have to face the whole board about this. And basically, uh, a custodian calls him on the radio, I think it was, and said, hey, are you, is this football yours? And the custodian had found it outside of a dumpster outside. And what had happened was someone had broke into Kevin's office, had stole several things, one of them being the football. Well, I, I guess they thought it was maybe the 1972 Miami Dolphins or something. On it. I don't know what they thought. So eventually they're looking at the names and they realize, I don't know any of these people. So they threw it away. So uh, he got it back from the dumpster and all is well. It's still traveling around. Thank goodness. You know, we've uh, those of us in the FIAAA have heard that story a, a couple of times. But again, the uh, the drama that would have been involved from Kevin's standpoint, you know, is I, I think we can all relate to that. Uh, but uh, again, uh, and and again, you uh, the three of us we also know Ron Balaz and can very easily picture him uh, doing <laughs> that. Uh, so great, great stuff, Jody. Um, uh, what's something that you could share with our listeners that, uh, you know, maybe has a little humorous uh, twist to it? Um, well, we may come back to a Ron story possibly, but, but uh, which, which is pretty good. Uh, it's going to be number two on my list. And I, I'm going to assume Russell knows number one. So I'm going to tell number one first. Uh, so I show up and uh, at some point, you know, in my board tenure, and for a weekend in September meeting and uh, my buddy there says hey uh, you got nothing going on you want to go over to my football game with me tonight sure hop in the oh car go to his football game <laughs> and uh, we're there I've got on my uh, baby blue uh, FI AAA shirt on you know well it so happens that his school colors were like navy and baby blue and white at the time um, which again is the color of my FI AAA shirt. So, you know, on goes the game and uh, game ends. We're standing over on the track and some very nice young lady uh, comes up to me and uh, shakes my hand and congratulates me on the victory for my team. And I said to her, uh, ma'am, please don't associate me with that cheater school. I don't have anything to do with them. And so she was just a bit astonished. And uh, the folks that were standing around 
Um, Deemer may have been standing right there, actually. And, I, I think and, he was, and I think and, Lamar Glenn was there. Yeah, and Lamar Glenn, who was the, the athletic director at the other school, and Deemer was the county AD. And so, anyway, to kind of tie this up, uh, come to find out that the lady that I told her to not associate me with Russell's cheater school was the superintendent of schools for his school district, and I didn't know that. So, uh, uh, anyway, I think that led to, uh, you know, a little, a little un, uh, uneasiness for those uh, around that night, at least for one person. Um, certainly not me and uh, not the, not Lamar Glenn, but we got I, a good kick out of it afterwards. I got, uh, I got Jody out of that uh, circle there quickly, pulled him off. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a challenging experience yeah yeah uh because if i have to say jake i'll just and we don't want to get into the gist of all of it but um russell had kind of been brought into that situation i think because there had been a, a few little issues over time maybe and that he was needing to uh correct and uh so it it wasn't really it was bad timing on my part to to bring that up but but there there was a, a kernel of truth in um in your message and probably more directed towards russell uh and not at the superintendent it, it certainly and if i would have honest to goodness if i would have known that that's who it was i would have never said it but uh the way it worked out um i think uh you mentioned earlier is one of those uh we'll probably never forget that one type thing yeah. Well, just 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 so you know that I think that was my first year at that school, and so mm -hmm. you know there were some you know there had been some things where people would say, and well, this school's recruiting, but I you know I had no idea if they were or not. All I can tell you is, uh, um, they were not during the time period that I was there. That's all I can tell you. But it was really just an inside joke with all of us, and Jody <laughs> just happened to share it with the absolute last person in the world that it should have been shared with. Hey, timing. Timing's critical. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, Russell, we're going to uh, ping pong it back to you. Um, um, anything else you can share with our listeners that, uh, you know, while humorous, you know, there, there might be a, a, a lesson in there somewhere. Oh, I got caught up in that story. So, uh, Jody, you, I'm sure you got another one. Let me think here. Because right. I, you know, I got well, a lot of stuff. Say, I got, I got I, a lot of stuff. I just most of it I can't share. That's the problem. So right, the colonel. Uh, I wanted. I guess I needed to end that previous thing, Jake. Uh, the colonel to to get out of that is don't cheat. That's that was the moral of the story. So oh, moral. <laughs> now all of a sudden, hey, now that Jody Phillips. Hey, listen, now that Jody Phillips is retired, he all of a sudden has morals. My right, God. right, right. So here was another. Uh, you know. One of the funny ones, you go in and or I go in and, you know, through tenure leading up to becoming president of FIAAA, you know, there's a lot of stories and such that go on. And I, I never thought early on with Ron being Ron, uh, for those that know him, and uh, of course, listeners won't know who Ron Balazs is necessarily, but uh, let's just say, you know, Ron, Ron was a, a man's man and he's a coach's coach and uh, he, he was, you know, did things a certain way and uh, he had a high bar and his expectations were high and, and he wanted those around him to fulfill that. 
And uh, it was easy to figure that out uh, sitting across the table um, from him. And so, you know, I, I never, I, I don't know that I was scared, but certainly, or intimidated, but there was a level of fear, kind of like I thought of them as sort of one of my old coaches type thing. And uh, where this goes is just to say, as I did um, become, uh, you know, uh, president of the organization, um, the, the man helped me unbelievably, uh, along with Russell and others. I, I did, but Ron really uh, was that person that would just um, he would stand by your side and help you. And so you, you had a lot of respect for him. And we got into a situation one time, though, and I know we had a lot of technologically sound folks around us. And, uh, you know, and I'm not necessarily the, the biggest techie in the world, but uh, I remember being in a meeting, in a board meeting, and, and it's Mike Colby, I think, sharing some things and whomever else about technology, this and the way things are going to go and presentations and so on. And they said, we're going to put this out in the cloud. And, and Ron says, where's the cloud? And so uh, again, without expending a bunch of time, the, the, the moral was uh, between Ron and I at that time period, Pretty much everything he ever asked me from that point on, I would, my answer was simply, it's Ron, we're cloud. just putting it in the cloud. Yeah, it's in the cloud, Ron. It's in the cloud, um, Ron. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I think we were all there for that meeting because that is uh, an FIAAA uh, gold nugget. It's in the cloud. Yes. It's so, in the cloud. Uh, so we um, had a... Uh, let me go ahead and jump in here real quick, Russ. Okay. Uh, you know, we actually, for regular listeners of our podcast, Jody, which I, I know you're a new listener, uh, but regular listeners, we had an interview with Ron Balaz. It was interview number 400, and he did a great job of sharing, you know, his history um, as an athletic director here in Florida, um, you know, mm -hmm. shared that he, you know, played football for a little bit for Woody Hayes at Ohio State, uh, mm -hmm. and really, you know, was there kind of at the beginning of uh, the FI AAA. So, uh, right. you know, right. uh, again, uh, they, they haven't met him in person, but regular listeners, uh, you know, they've had a chance to to hear Ron Velaz. Good. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. All right, Fine, Russell. Man. Okay. You're back in. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, I, I was just thinking about something when he was talking about Ron and stuff, uh, you know, back in the days, I mean, I, I was president. I, I don't even know what year it was a long time ago. So, um, and, um, Back in those days, we had incredible mentors, right, with Ron being one of them. But you could go down the list, Trish Hyland, Tom Stoll, you know, Dave Horner, you know, just people that, that we talk about. But uh, but once you became the president-elect, so for those that don't know, and, and with the FIAAA, the president-elect runs the conference. So you're held accountable for anything that happens there. So you're just a constant nervous wreck. And we were constantly trying to raise the bar at the conference. I mean, uh, at the conference. And so it gets a little bit more difficult. It's, I think it's more difficult now to be a president elect than it was, you know. So, you know, we're raising the bar. And, you know, the further you go back, the less resources we had to work with. You know, now, you know, through some of the sponsorships we've done over the past few years, uh, you know, they can they can put on a conference and not stress as to whether or not they have money about, you know, and that's, that makes a big difference. And, uh, 
But anyway, back in those days, you're president-elect, and then you become president. And during that two-year stretch, uh, it, it was a little intimidating. You know, even for those of, of us with type A personalities who, you know, kind of act like, yeah, I don't really care. You do care. You know what I mean? Because uh, it, it was kind of intimidating. So you sat there in that in those the, that seat for two years, that track. Not so much the past president, but the first two years. And you say something and you look in the back corner and Trish and Tom are there talking to each other and they're shaking their head. So now you're going, oh, crap. What did I say? You know, I'm obviously wrong, right? And then Ron would just tell you, that no, we're not. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. We're not doing that. You know what I mean? But uh, but you were just constantly a nervous wreck, and Jody can vouch for that. It's like, so so you're you all of your plans for your meeting when you're sitting around planning, you're planning for those three or four people, not the other thirty in the room. You're like, how can how can I uh, cover this in a way that is not just make me feel like a complete moron? But uh, they were fantastic mentors and stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it was. I'm telling you, it was it was intimidating. You know, I mean, Trish was one of my mentors, and she was the reason I came onto that board. I mean, however many, I think it was 22 years ago or something. Um, she was the Orange County County AD, and I worked in Lake County. And and uh, when she left being the uh, district director which at the time Lake was there. I don't know if it still is or not, but, uh, uh, you know, she basically was going to be able to appoint. I mean, there's an election, but you know, back in those days, there weren't that many people jumping up and down wanting to do it. So, you know, she could have appointed, you know, anybody she wanted to in Orange County. And instead she called me and she said, um, I think you'd be the best fit for this. So that's how I became on the board member. The Orange County AD kind of appointed me to it, but, but she, you know, she's, you know, not a very big lady or any of that stuff, but let me tell you, uh, she's not timid in any way, shape, or form. So, mm -hmm. well, talking about appointments, uh, again, I need to thank you for uh, appointing me so many years ago to fill a, a vacancy on the board. And, you know, that I was able to have that front row seat. Um, you know, and Jody, you were still there too. Um, you know, to, to get involved and continue to be involved with FIAAA. So, um, and you're absolutely right. You know, that uh, president elect position and the president, uh, it, uh, it, it, you feel the pressure, you know, you, you want to, you want to excel in front of your peers and, and for the organization. So great stuff. Okay. Um, we're going to take uh, one final break and then we're going to come back with uh, our athletic director toolbox segment uh, for Russell. It's going to be a pop quiz. See if he can remember the tools that he suggested uh, three years ago. And for Jody, he's going to be a first time contributor. So uh, let's take that final break, but we'll be coming back with more on the educational AD podcast. <laughs> we want to say thanks to our good friends at district one for their support. That's District W-O-N. And you're going to feel like you've won when you check out their custom team uniforms. They also give you uh, shipping in 20 business days or less. And you're never going to have to order a complete set again when you just need one or two replacements. Go to district1.com, click on the team gear button and get your free quote, district1.com. 
We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. If you go to hometownticketing.com, they're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets online, not just for your athletic events, but things like school plays, concerts, school dances, even graduation. And the best part, you'll have a dedicated client success manager providing hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com right now and get started. Simple and easy online ticketing. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey for your athletic department. It's going to allow you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athletic directors usually only hear back from the complainers, the people who want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys is going to connect you with that 2% and also the 98% that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking to that frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Get started today. That's athleticsurveys.com. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting today with two master athletic administrators from the state of Florida, Russell Wombles and Jody Phillips. Uh, but we always wrap up with the athletic toolbox segment. Now, Russell, you were on uh, our very first season. I want to say it was episode number eight. Uh, and I think today's episode is 438. Uh and I don't know if you remember those three tools that you suggested, uh, but if you do, let's hear them again. And if for some reason you don't, uh, what are three tools that you would want to give to a brand new athletic director? Well, the three that uh, we discussed in season one was being a lifelong learner. And the big thing about that is I've been out three or four years now. So I'm back in uh, and I feel like, I mean, I walked in last June or May or whenever it was, and I felt like a complete buffoon because things have changed so much in the last three or four years. And some of it, you know, changed because of COVID and it just stayed the same. And um, but um, yeah, so I had a lot to learn this year. So in a lot of ways, I felt like uh, I felt like I was a new AD. It was kind of weird. Um, but, you know, one was another was communication. And my advice about communication is that uh, too much is way better than not enough. So, you know, uh, communicate, be proactive rather than reactive. You know, uh, you can't cover everything, but try. It's the way I look at it. Um, and, uh, you know, have have fun and laugh. And if you can't do that, I mean, it's just not I, I think any job. I mean, we've been fortunate enough to do these things that uh, that we can enjoy. So, I mean, I I, I kind of you know I, I kind of feel for people who are forced to be in employed in, in things in which that's you know they have to you know rather than want to. So, uh, but you know, and 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 um, if I would just add one more thing, I don't I don't know. I heard this a hundred years ago from someone, and, and 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 it's hard. There's so much to do in this job, right? So we get, and you, it's easy to get task driven, you know, and, um, you know, many, many years ago, someone said to me, people are more important than task. And, uh, so if you take that route, you know, a lot of the tasks can be put off 
you know, but you, you can't put the people off because that's when things go to, you know, go south. So that's my advice. Oh, absolutely. I'm uh, writing those down as we speak. Um, we're going to add them to the toolbox. Jody, uh, this is your first time again on the podcast, but you've done a great uh, job here. Um, what are three tools that you would want to put into a new athletic director's toolbox? Okay. I, you know, as far as the toolbox uh, and the things that, we wanted to use, uh, uh, and, and you mentioned earlier, uh, we try to steal everything from somebody else because it's already a proven entity. Uh, first thing that I'd probably jump on that we would want to have for a new person, um, I think that they would want to investigate is culture. And I know that Russell alluded to that earlier. I think that's a huge factor um, in anything that someone new is going into. Uh, you know, you inspect what you have. And, uh, if I'm a first year AD, uh, you know, Russell's a first year AD. Um, you know, although he's done it for a hundred years, he's a first year at this particular school. I'm quite sure that he went in and evaluated what it was that he had to deal with from a culture perspective. Um, because, uh, and it's not that that you're going to walk in and change the culture uh, the first day or the hundredth day or whatever the story is, but you are going to evaluate it and you're going to let folks know that you are evaluating that because if you're tasked with <clears throat> running an athletic program at some point in time uh, between yourself and that principal, the culture is going to have to match. Uh, if not, there's going to be a ton of frustration. So, you know, I think that that's very, 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 very vital. Uh, you know, the other thing that mentioned earlier, and I would stay on as well uh, with a new um, AD, has to do with sportsmanship, and that plays into the culture. And I, you know, and I don't want to necessarily thrive on it but it needs to be a part of the culture that you're creating uh, and then the other thing that I think is extremely important and I know it can get carried away uh, a little bit with today's kids but I, you can't forget about this and I'm gonna brag on Russell because he was extremely good at this and we shared a lot of stuff back and forth and that is student recognition coach recognition um and being able to recognize those that have done things that are positive. And it doesn't mean that they ran for the most yards or whatever it might be. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to recognize people uh, that are good to the program, people that uh, do, um, th that achieve things within a program. So of course, student athlete recognition, um, scholarship recognition for those that are moving on. I mean, there's a lot of different things and uh, that's probably a lot to me, those three things, when you just sort of think about them as a whole, uh, if you accomplished a little bit of each of them in your first year uh, and, and made some, some positive changes with those three things, I think you'd, you know, be headed in the right direction. And because I'll end it with this, Jake, I think my goal when I left my last AD job at Forest, and I'd been there for you know quite a number of years and taken over for a gentleman, done a great job, and so it was easy 
uh, to continue that. And, but I literally walked out of that job and I thought to myself, uh, and it was my alma mater. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm walking away from something here and this group of coaches that were there, I truly felt like every single one of them were better than me. And they understood what we wanted and what our students needed and what I really was so proud of that, you know, to leave that particular situation and think to myself, I think that these coaches that are in place at this school care more about kids than I do and in the success that those kids are going to have. And I'm not just talking wins and losses at all, you know, and so, you know, that, that, I, and I think we really strove for that. And ultimately I, I could say that I was able to achieve it in that particular scenario, because when I left, that's how I felt. And uh, it's a great feeling. Well, uh, the, all the tools were fantastic. Uh, and uh, I, I love the one that you, you finished with. I think that's a goal that uh, let's say the better leaders do is they try to surround themselves with the best people and people that are in fact better than them and can do things that they can't do. Um, and, and that's why you see programs like yours, like Russell's have the success that they achieve. And, and you mentioned it, the success that we measure in many different ways beyond the wins and the losses, but Oh, by the way, we do pretty good in those two. Uh, thanks so much for sharing. Let's do it one more time. If one of our listeners wants to reach out Pick your brains a little bit. Uh, Jody, we'll go and start with you. What's the best way they can get a hold of Jody Phillips? Uh, email. It's calcofarms at iCloud.com. C-A-L-C-O-F-A-R-M-S at iCloud.com. Okay. And Russell, your contact? The same thing. Email russell.wombles at ocps.net, R-U-S-S-E-L-L dot w a m b l e s at o c p s dot net okay uh, gentlemen th thanks for sharing with our listeners today and, and once again thanks so much for the impact that you've had and continue to have uh on my life uh i, I count you as uh you know great uh, mentors and, and also great friends thanks so much thank you, thank you. For listeners, um, we do this just about every day, and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back next time for more great tips for athletic directors and uh, best practices on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.